This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Simply Safe. Can you believe it? It's December. We made it. We, we made it to the last month of this godforsaken year. And typically, we're not the type of people to blame things on a year itself. That would be stupid. And literally every year has its problems. But this year in particular, this is definitely a year that we're ready to just put behind us forever. And you know what else should have been behind us by now? That goddamn monolith. Yes, the monolith, which first appeared in a remote area in the state of Utah and captivated the world with its excitement and mystery, had unfortunately disappeared just a few days after it was discovered. But not before a bunch of adventurers had found its location and taken photos and videos of themselves messing with it. Mm -hmm. Now it appears that the monolith has risen once more, halfway around this flat earth over in Romania. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That one's gone missing too? <sighs> Look, this is getting ridiculous, it's getting exhausting, it's slowly but surely turning into 2020's version of the random scary clown sightings. Yeah, Diminishing returns. Those. Yeah. It, one scary clown, whoa. Ten scary clowns, okay. I mean, we that's get it. pretty much it, isn't it? This art project or whatever it was in Utah gets discovered and then it blows up online and in the news. So now they start popping up everywhere to add to the chaos and intrigue that was caused by the first one until everyone's had enough and the public loses interest, which causes the amount of sightings and new locations to go down because... In reality, no one is going to build a monolith that isn't going to get them any attention. These are literally attention beacons. Right now, you put one up, bam, there's that, that attention that you ordered. But uh, let's go back. So once again, the original, the OG Utah monolith, um, let's talk about that one. Because believe it or not, there's an update to that story before we even get into the Romanian monolith. I swear we will keep this short because we are aware your enthusiasm about this ongoing saga is probably waning. <laughs> yeah. We finally know how the Utah monolith disappeared. It was Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's not really Bigfoot. Bigfoot wasn't the one who did it. And this wooded area certainly does not at all resemble the Martian-looking landscape of Moab, Utah. Uh, but we do have to hand it to Daniel Huffstutler on TikTok for his wonderful theory and for having a pretty high-quality Sasquatch costume just on hand. Yeah, ready to go. You never know when you're going to need it, brother. <laughs> finally, my time. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, uh, we called it again. In our last video where we covered this damn monolith, we assumed that photos or videos of the monolith's removal would surface, and sure enough, they have. Last Friday, an adventure photographer from Colorado named Ross Bernards made his way out to the remote location where the monolith stood so that he could take some cool pictures of it. But a little while later, four men arrived at the location and just started to dismantle it. From an interview with Mr. Bernards in the New York Times... Working in twosomes with an unmistakable sense of purpose, they gave the monolith hard shoves and it started to tilt toward the ground. Then they pushed it in the opposite direction, trying to uproot it. This is why you don't leave trash in the desert, one of them said, suggesting that he viewed the monolith as an eyesore, a pollutant to the landscape. The sculpture popped out and landed on the ground with a bang. Then the men broke it apart and ferried it off in a wheelbarrow. As they walked off with the pieces, one of them said, leave no trace. He didn't photograph the men who took down the sculpture, saying he didn't want to start a confrontation by bringing out his camera and putting it in their face, especially since he agreed with what they were doing. Mm -hmm. But a friend who accompanied him on the trip took a few quick photographs with his cell phone. It must have been 10 or 15 minutes at most for them to knock over the monolith and pull it out, he told the New York Times. We don't know who they were, and we were not going to do anything to stop them. He added, they just came in there to execute, and they were like, this is our mission. And mission accomplished. It was gone. But not before some cell phone footage. Um, so that's that for the original Utah monolith. But again, shortly after our last video posted, wouldn't you know it, 
another monolith sprung up, this time all the way over in Romania. From an NPR article on this latest discovery, quote, Residents in the Romanian city of Piatra Niamt say they have found another odd item that could have been ripped from the set of 2001 A Space Odyssey. The local newspaper reports that the monolith, like the one discovered in Utah, is about 10 to 12 feet tall and apparently composed entirely of a dimly reflective metal. It was reportedly found standing on the Bacta Domne Plateau near an archaeological site overlooking the city. So, uh, yeah, the mayor of the city seemed to welcome this discovery obviously, saying, there is no reason to panic for those who think there is still life in the universe. My <laughs> guess is that some alien, cheeky, and terrible teenagers left home with their parents' UFO and started planting metal monoliths around the world, first in Utah and then at Piatra Niamt. I am honored that they chose our city. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, having fun with it. Yeah. Uh, he added that while he had no real answers himself, he would not be upset if the newfound mystery happened to attract tourists to his city. Obviously. Yeah. Quote, beyond the conspiracy theories that can be tempting, I'd like to see this randomness as further proof that our city is special for the Earthlings and maybe not only. <laughs> it's just like those people who redo sculptures to look terrible on purpose because one got famous. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at this monolith. Uh, just so happens uh, it appeared in our city. And maybe people would like to come see it. And it's way easier than crop circles, which are actually kind of a pain in the ass. To and do. Uh, actually, very, very artistic outside yeah. of, you know, just slapping some metal together and yeah. spot welding it. If you have access to any sort of metalworking gear, you could you could have one of these monoliths ready to go in like half an hour. Not much or just to a it. visit to Michael's and some Christmas wrapping paper. No, it's real. But look, yeah. Much like the Utah monolith that started it all, the Romanian monolith has already, poof, disappeared. And this time the story not only played out quicker, but it was also a lot less mysterious than its predecessor. According to an update from Reuters, quote, the 2.8 meter, 9 foot tall structure disappeared overnight as quietly as it was erected last week. Journalist Robert Iosub of the Ziar Piatra Niamt local newspaper, who had seen the structure, told Reuters, Quote, an unidentified person, apparently a bad local welder, made it. Now all that remains is just a small hole covered by rocky soil. You really had to get that dig in on the fucking welder. Though, I mean, right? it does look, people kept saying like, oh, it's it's the same miler. It's like, no, this looks like, this is definitely a downgrade. Yeah, this is, what it appears to be is it was whatever metal he could get his hands on. And then he like tried to like sand it and buff it down with like yeah. a. Uh, yeah, uh, but they did a bad. It, it, yes. Just no, no, those are alien markings. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. A great value, Utah monolith. Uh, that reporter added, the sheet metal structure had a badly welded joint. Welded joint. So, yeah, obviously the welding was also poor yeah. on it, too. But they were having fun with it. Like, look, maybe this will bring some people into the city. I mean, if Borat can get people to vi visit our local gypsy camps, maybe they can come <laughs> here and check this out. They got people talking about it. Yeah. So, I, okay, are we done with the monolith stuff yet? Well, we hope so. Yeah. But also, as we've said before, it is kind of fun to wake up to new monolith news on a near <laughs> daily basis, despite the fact that we know these are all human-made. And, uh, you know, if any others appear, it'll just be for a chance at notoriety and uh, a brief increase in tourism. For now, though, we must say goodbye, hopefully, finally, to the trusty monolith and thank it for the content that it provided for a brief moment amidst the uh, 2020 chaos. The inanimate carpet rod. Thanks. Uh, all right, now before we get into the actual chaos of 2020, let's take a quick break to help you keep yourself safe amidst everything that's going on. Thanks to today's sponsor, Simply Safe. 
Now, there's almost always a rise in break-ins during the holidays. It's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale: 40% off any Simply Safe system and a free security camera. Recently, U.S. News and World Report called it "quote the best home security of 2020." So, whether you're traveling or staying put for the holidays, check out the 40% off plus free security camera deal before it ends this week. Well, we trust Simply Safe with our studio, and it's comforting to know that we can check in on things or arm the system if we forgot to, no matter where we are, with just a few clicks. Thanks to their mobile app. Like if I'm if I drive home and then I'm like, ah, shit, I forgot to arm it. Boop, easy on the app. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you know, every couple months you get a scary notification and it's a spider crawling on the camera. Yeah, or a cockroach. Yeah. Like one time. Yeah. But it's not just us who trust Simply Safe. It also won the CNET Editor's Choice for Home Security and was named Best of 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics. The system has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's super easy. Plus, there's no contracts, no hidden fees, and no installation costs. Then, Simply Safe Security specialists take over, monitoring your home around the clock, and ready to send emergency help the moment there's an alarm. Get 40% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera today by visiting simplysafe.com/todaydaily. Hurry, this deal expires on Friday, so go to simplysafe.com/todaydaily. simplysafe.com/todaydaily. All right, uh, now back into the news with some. Absolutely ridiculous coronavirus stories coming out of our fair city, Los Angeles. You see, here in Los Angeles, the city of stars, home to Hollywood, and the boulevard of guaranteed success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parts of the city and any number of properties or businesses they sometimes shut down so they can be used as filming location for big Hollywood film productions. Wow, what are you guys filming? <laughs> <laughs> it's just another episode of NCIS. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's kind of cool sometimes to see a movie or a TV show being filmed and and wondering what it could be, or seeing something that you drive past every day appearing in a movie that you love. Uh, my old landlord, his bar was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was cool to see. Yeah. Anyways, also uh, sometimes it can be very inconvenient if you live on a street where filming is taking place. Yes. <laughs> or you have to visit a place or business that is temporarily unavailable because of filming. Yes. They shut down entire streets. Yeah, and they uh, even a relatively small production. Like, sorry, you can't park anywhere. Today. Or you can't leave your house. Yeah. Because the driveway is blocked and, and we're uh, not moving. No, we're not obligated to compensate you in any way. All nope. we have to do is give you a heads up. Like we a leave week, a, a, a flyer on your door. Yeah, just leave yeah. a little thing on your door. Yeah. Anyway. Typically, it is just that, though. It's inconvenient. Mm -hmm. And you can go somewhere else or just come back a few days later when the area is reopened. But yeah, but what's happening this week in the City of Angels is hilarious, but mostly depressing. Yeah. Like, it's so sad and unbelievable that it's honestly, it is funny, but it also isn't funny because <laughs> yeah. of how serious the implications are as a result of... Um, the fact that this is happening. So this is a story that we had to read and reread because it just didn't make any sense. It's outrageous. Yet here it was actually happening. A vital COVID-19 testing site in Los Angeles that serves a large portion of middle and lower class communities because of its important and convenient location has been closed down temporarily due to that location being used as the backdrop for a gender swapped remake of She's All That starring a TikTok celebrity. Yeah, that headline is such a fucking doozy. And it's just... I couldn't help but giggle, but be in, it was such a weird emotional feeling. It's infuriating, but also it's so ridiculous that it's hilarious. I, How yeah, could this happen? I first saw it as like someone doing like a retweet of the email story. they got. Yeah, just like, and I, I thought they were like, I thought it was a joke. 
I thought it, I thought they were memeing of just like that's yeah. something that would happen in this dumbass city. But it's like, no, that's literally what it was. Yeah. Uh, from Deadline, who first reported on the story, quote, Los Angeles is under a new modified stay at home order starting Monday as coronavirus cases explode in the city of Angels again. However, at the same time, a city sanctioned movie shoot is shutting down a heavily visited testing site Tuesday. The kiosk at downtown L.A.'s Union Station will be shuttered tomorrow so that the She's All That remake can use the iconic terminal as a location. Despite the hundreds of people who use the South Patio located COVID-19 testing site daily at the well-trafficked station, the Miramax pick was granted a permit by Film LA, Deadline has confirmed. With exterior shots and interior scenes at the terminal, there is estimated to be a total cast and crew size of around 170 at the location tomorrow. I mean, look, it's a, it is a beautiful location. It's fantastic. It's a, it might not be the most trafficked train station in the country. But it's beautiful. But it's gorgeous. It has an excellent West Coast look to it. And it's uh, uh, the Art Deco out the ass. Yeah. Uh, and it's in more things than you know. Because once, once you see it once, you see it in everything. They use it for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Not just train stations. Mm -hmm. and, but yeah, uh, so there you go. There, there was a big testing site at the train station, which is for its... For people who don't have cars, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like the it's the biggest one for them. Yes, uh, I mean for people with cars, probably be Dodger Stadium. That's the one I go to, and mm -hmm. yeah. What's uh, insane to me is that there's testing sites up here in the valley, numerous ones. But everyone that I talk to, like, uh, like someone will hit me up and be like, "Hey, blah, 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 yeah, crazy! I was at the Dodger Stadium thing today, and the line was like three hours." I'm like, "What are you doing? Are you going there just because it's iconic? You live in the valley." There's numerous testing sites up here, but you're driving all the way to Dodger State. Look, this has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. It's just weird that people do it. So, yeah. Earlier today, those who had COVID-19 test appointments scheduled for Tuesday received an email telling them they were now shit out of luck, to put it politely. Mm -hmm. Quote, we apologize for the inconvenience and delayed notification, but LA Union Station kiosk site has had to cancel all appointments for December 1st due to an event being held at this location. Uh, referring to the closure as a huge inconvenience in its email, Curative, the testing company, they promised patrons they could use their December 1st appointment time for any date and time in the future that works for you. <laughs> How Just tell the virus to hold on. Yeah. So first off, uh, yeah, this testing location, again, it's vital to the city for many reasons. The more testing sites, the better, but the, the one at Union Station is accessible to a large portion of the population who don't own cars uh, to get around in. So buses, subways, and trains, they all come into Union Station, so it's a perfect spot for people who otherwise wouldn't be able to get tested because of transportation issues to do so. Yes. Um, They're not going to hike up that hill and stand behind the cars at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Even though it's beautiful and people will drive from every point in L.A. to go there, apparently. There's a great view there. You yeah. can see the downtown skyline. You should be more angry because your wait is longer because of people from other areas going there to be like, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Got my nose swabbed. Got to see the whole city. Look, luckily, the story was so outrageous, so ridiculous, and so hilariously evil that the city actually just said, oops, our bad. Yeah, this probably isn't a great idea, and announced that the testing location would remain open and accessible. Sorry, he's all that. <laughs> no, 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 we'll get to it. The mayor of L.A. tweeted, working with L.A. Fire Department, Curative, and Metro Los Angeles, my team has worked to reopen testing at Union Station on Tuesday. The 504 Angelinos who were scheduled for a test there can visit the kiosk as originally planned or any of the other 14 city sites where we offer 38,000 tests daily. But, Elliot, 
It should be noted that the movie shoot, with its nearly 200 cast and crew flooding the area, is still going to go on, which you would assume would make things pretty chaotic and even riskier at that testing site. Because even if everyone in that film crew is tested, like they should be if they're working on a film crew right now, mm -hmm. you have a bunch of people who don't know if they're positive or negative coming in to actually get tested. And typically, people do go get tested when they're showing symptoms. But hey, at least the people who are getting tested uh, to find out if they have a potentially life-threatening illness will get a behind-the-scenes sneak peek at the gender-swapped remake of She's All That. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, I'm hideous. I wear glasses. And she's like, take them off. And it's like, kiss me. You know, cranberries. It's going to uh, be great. Yeah. Dorks wear glasses. Yeah. When you took those off, I was like, who's that handsome who's man? Who's that hunk? <laughs> Is that George Clooney? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you want to hear some other dumb L.A. COVID shit? Because... It never ends. Oh, you don't? Well, anyway, we're just going to keep this brief. But basically, L.A. just went back on lockdown. That means no more outdoor dining, which, yeah, look, it's better to be as safe as possible with this pandemic, obviously, especially the way things are looking, which is bad. But yeah. the site is doing, or the state of California is doing absolutely nothing to actually protect the people and businesses who are now going to fall flat on their faces financially after months of already operating at limited capacity. Mm -hmm. um, it's fucked up. We know it is, you know, it's for health and safety, yes, but it's also doing a lot of harm to innocent people financially. There are, there's, there's no significant protections in place. They're just like, yeah, sorry, you can't do it. Oh, oh what how do you am I going to pay my rent? That uh, The rent protections uh, like, expire in like two yeah. weeks. Like, I don't know, figure it out, I guess. It's like, and like call that like socialism or whatever the fuck you want. Like there's going to be these a, people are losing their jobs yeah. out of no. Th and, this is not their fault. And there's like tens of thousands of restaurants in the city. And if a bunch of them start going out of business, that is going to have a domino effect on the entire local economy. And yes. L.A. is the most populated city in the state. By, so that's going to have a domino effect even outside of the local economy. Having Just said give that, them money to stay closed. Having said that, the state can't do much, there needs to be a federal thing that happens that allows this to happen. Yeah, federal funding. But the state could do more. Sure, exactly. That This is a fucked conundrum. Believe us. And the city could do more. You know how you know how angry we've been for months about people taking this seriously, but there's also that aspect of it where it's like, alright, well people just can't be in financial despair for the rest of their lives because of it. It's a weird balancing act that no one seems to care about. Like, literally just... Open shut! Open shut! Open shut! Get the city council together and be like, hey... Snip, snap! Like, L.A. has uh, maybe more billionaires than uh, almost any other city in the country. How about we raise taxes next year so all you people... Just once. Who live just them for a little bit. Who live in this city and get to enjoy... Uh, all the benefits. All the benefits of it. Uh, maybe chip in a little bit more so uh, we don't... just Everything doesn't fall into a fucking depression because of this COVID shit. Yeah, and then, I they, don't know. And then they all just moved to Texas because they're like, ah, this city sucks now. Good. Yeah. Anyway, you might remember how it was a bit ironic that Governor Gavin Newsom, who looks like a comic book villain, was all about locking shit down and stopping dining, but then got caught eating out in an outrageously expensive restaurant with a bunch of other people. Talk about bad fucking optics, right? And yeah, that should piss you off. What the fuck, dude? Uh, then there was also the mayor from Denver, Colorado, who told everyone to cancel their travel plans before he himself boarded a plane and traveled for the Thanksgiving holiday. What an asshole. Yeah. So now L.A. has its own more localized hypocritical piece of shit to add to the ever-growing pile. 
Sheila Kuehl, a Los Angeles County supervisor who was caught dining in person just days after she had voted to ban in-person dining, and literally on the same day that she was publicly quoted saying, quote, outdoor dining is probably more dangerous in terms of contagion than any other kind of business. Uh, anyway, see ya. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Excuse me, ma'am, uh, madam supervisor, but what the fuck are you doing? Are all of these people just trying to piss everyone off on purpose? What kind of example is this setting? Obviously, she doesn't believe what she says, and also, fuck you, because it, th this makes it look like it's actually not dangerous at all. And also, still no help for the restaurants and their workers? What the fuck is going on? It's just all, it's exhausting, it's infuriating, and just come on, get it together, you stupid, stupid assholes. Uh, you all know. Democrats, by the way. Yeah, I mean, the Democratic Party is a centrist party. It's, mm -hmm. I mean... I, that's too much of a tangent, but yeah. like, yeah, I hate most of them is my point. <laughs> I don't like the Democratic Party, except for, except for a few good people here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, don't take your eyes off them for too long. And if this is the first time you've ever watched one of our videos, please do not think that we love Republicans for some reason. Oh, absolutely that, not. No. Fuck the Republicans. Yeah. But also, fuck most of the Democrats. At least Republicans are publicly evil and acknowledge that. Yeah. They're like, yeah, no, uh, outdoor dining will probably kill you, but fuck that. I'm taking my family down to the roadhouse. Yeah. They're, hey. they're just public about it. <sighs> Moving on now, though. Remember how Donald Trump decided to fight the results of the 2020 election, but constantly and consistently failed in literally every aspect of his legal battle, despite raising around $150 million to do so from his very dumb and very gullible supporters? Mm -hmm. Well, yet another nail was hammered into that casket of his chances at victory this week as Attorney General and Fred Flintstone cosplayer and supposed Trump ally, yeah. William Barr, publicly announced that the Justice Department has not uncovered evidence of widespread voter fraud that would change the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. Here's what he said to the Associated Press. Wilma! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he said... Uh, <laughs> he said, to date, we have not seen fraud on a scale that could have affected a different outcome in the election. So basically... Biden's your next president. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, Mr. Slate. We couldn't find any other ballot. And then he drove away and there was like this xylophone <laughs> sound while he powered his car with his feet. And he got home and he opened a beer with a live bird that, that <laughs> yeah. bit off the lid. Yeah, yeah, and he did his uh, he did his laundry in a giant pelican's bill. Yeah. <laughs> now look, uh, this obviously pissed off the president who continued to tweet about all of this voter and election fraud and who continued to retweet anyone who would agree with him or just put out a strong statement in his favor. Uh, sometimes that's just retweets of your typical One American News Network post or posts from whatever the hell Newsmax is. But there was one account that the president seemed to enjoy that stood out. Cat Turd 2. Yes, the president of the United States, who is currently in the throes of a baseless legal argument disputing the results of a nationwide election, has been retweeting an account seemingly run by a cat with reading glasses who goes by the name Cat Turd. Not even the original Cat Turd. Cat Turd, cat -turd, -turd too. too. Yeah. Uh, so the account, the Cat Turd account, uh, tweeted statements like, they never thought Trump and we the people would call bullshit and fight back hard. They were wrong. And uh, Rudy Giuliani is presenting a ton of evidence. If you ignore or refuse to look at the mountain of evidence being presented, save your breath barking at us about there being no evidence. You can't have it both ways. 
okay. So, yeah, the president just he's retweeting this feline-fronted account as if it's completely normal, which I guess for him it is. I guess, yeah. Looks pretty desperate from the outside looking in, if you ask us. But we do like that the cat included the term barking in one of its tweets, showing solidarity with other household animals, if nothing else. Yeah, true. Um, anyway, totally normal and very cool. And yeah, Trump is uh, surprisingly, uh, I guess he's still losing the election. Folks. Yeah, it's coming down to the wire here, though. Any moment now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. Uh, be sure to uh, check out all the latest monolith news over in the other episodes over here. We got Weekly Weird the last, News. And, yeah, the and, past three episodes all have monolith <laughs> news. news. Dump. I swear, I swear, barring some kind of actual alien encounter, tech news they will hopefully not include any monolith updates. But yeah. I can't say the same for News Dump. I think, I think it's reached its logical conclusion. Sure. All right, check out both of those episodes. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. And uh, hey, we're almost done with 2020, even though time is meaningless. And and uh, the sadness will continue until yeah. a vaccine arrives. Pay your rent. If you can. <laughs>